What's going on, everybody? Brian from the Herfcast here. Thanks for checking out the show. If this is your first time, be warned, explicit content. If you're coming back, thanks for joining us again. This episode, I've got a couple of the bearded idiots, uh, Curtis Harmon and his wife, their producer, Terry Harmon, and Kelly Sparks, who also has a whiskey review channel on YouTube. It's Kelly Sparks Unlimited Whiskey Reviews. So check out the Bearded Idiots podcast and Kelly Sparks Unlimited Whiskey Reviews on YouTube. Um, This episode, I've got Josh Sumrall. He's a local comedian to Northwest Indiana slash Chicago. And like I said, the guy's from Bearded Idiots. So we talk about all kinds of stuff today. Uh, Josh, like I said, he's a comedian. He's a former wrestler. He's got some stories. And we talk all kinds of subjects. So... Um, we smoke a few cigars, we have a couple of drinks, that's kind of what the show is. So, uh, hopefully you guys enjoy, and if you are in the market for a Cigar of the Month Club, I can't recommend any higher Stogie Bird. Stogie Bird is a Cigar of the Month Club with multiple options. You get two, five, or eight cigars a month. Uh, I just bumped mine up to eight. Uh, I've got the, uh, unboxing videos on YouTube. If you're interested to find out what's in the Stogie Bird the past few months, go to my YouTube channel, The Herfcast, and check those out. If you use the code HERFCAST, use the code HERFCAST on your first Stogie Bird order, you're going to save five bucks. So use that code HERFCAST. Get yourself some cigars. You're not going to be disappointed. Uh, Good price, great cigars. You're not going to go wrong. Also, this episode is brought to you by Kent Paulson. Kent Paulson is one of my first Patreon subscribers. Uh, he just upped his monthly donation. That's awesome. If you'd like to support this podcast as well, just go to uh, Patreon and search for the Herfcast. Uh, there's multiple levels. There's a contest level. Uh, there's a t-shirt level. You know, check it out. If you do so, very much appreciated. So hopefully you guys enjoy the show and subscribe if you like it. Uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, whatever you want to do on whatever platform you use. Uh, I appreciate it. Enjoy the show. I completely underestimated this, just like I underestimated uh, novice arm wrestlers or amateur arm wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. They're not amateur by any means. Not at all. So, Kelly, this is Josh. Josh, that's Kelly Sparks. How's it going, brother? Hi, Josh. How are you? He was saying you had that heel look. You got a good uh, – oh, what's the guy's name? Um, um, Eric Rowan. From yeah. Denver. Look, Yeah, I, I, I know you hear that. Don't worry. I hear every well, famous black guy that was fat ever. So, so somebody sent me a meme the other day on Facebook. Literally, I think it was that guy, whoever he is. He's got a red beard. He's got a mm-hmm. shaved head. And they're like, hey, Kelly, when did you get into a meme? And it literally I was like, Damn, that is almost me. It's fucking funny. But the funny thing is, a lot of the people make fun of him because he has like a ghetto ass. So he has like a giant ass. So like that wouldn't be such a bad thing to be known for. Like you know, he got a little junk in the trunk. Hey, that's. Uh, I mean, that's all. I mean, I don't want to stay cushioned for the for the pushing because that's the other end. Yeah. But uh, I mean, ladies see that big, powerful boost. They're like, he can push. He said, "Big, big fella can saddle up and ride." You hear me? 
He's got a strong buck. Mm-hmm. All right, so Josh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, mm, as I take a toke. Anyway, uh, Josh Summerall from Hammond, uh, a.k.a. Big Josh is my, my stage name. Um, grew up Hammond kid. I uh, was born in Illinois. Parents crossed over. Pilgrimage, blah, 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 blah. Uh, was just a class clown. And then, you know, played some sports, tried some independent wrestling, uh, and then said, hey, I want to try stand-up comedy because my body is too beat up to wrestle anymore. Yeah. So, <laughs> nah. so it turns out I know uh, another one of your buddies, uh, Jake oh, Nelson. Yeah, I was, just, I was saving that for this moment right here. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's gonna send me the link of of you two guys, uh, your your podcast. Together. Yeah, that's. Uh, he told me to ask you about the the wrestling. Said that you did some wrestling and whatnot. Oh yeah, I got a lot of great stories. So, uh, again, Josh has the uh, Acid Blondie. I've got the Crown Heads Court Reserve 2018. Kelly has the uh, Alec Bradley Family Reserve. The lineage. Lineage. All right. So the lineage, and uh, if Curtis comes back. He's, He's got, is he? No, I didn't. I didn't see you over here on the, on the video. Uh, Curtis has the uh, acid. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The acid toast. So, um, all right. So, again, Curtis and Kelly are from the Bearded Idiots, as we just heard. Josh is a uh, comedian, former wrestler, uh, all kinds of stuff. So, a wrestler um, or a wrestler, wrestling. Wrestling, good old Southern biscuit gravy, late night at the Waffle House wrestling. Right. So the first part of this, uh, Keegan Damron was here. We did a uh, blind taste testing of uh, some whiskeys that Kelly sent us. That's going to be going up on uh, Kelly Sparks YouTube channel, I believe. Right? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh, I thought that was the plan. If not, no uh, worries. I, I'm recording on my end. If you're recording on your end, I mean. If you can just if you can send me the video, I'll post it. It's not a big deal. All right, cool. So, and I thought that was the plan. See, yes. see, we we set we set shit up good around here. <laughs> like I say on my channel all the time, I am ill prepared as usual. Yep. And uh, as I said, while while Keegan was getting everything set up because I couldn't, uh, one of these days I'm gonna have a podcast start off without a hitch instead of being a running around and. And trying to figure everything out. So, yeah, man, if you did that, you wouldn't know how to act. No shit. That's why comedy shows start 15 minutes late. I love it. Curtis has his uh, NASA shirt on, and Kelly has his NASA style shirt that says lies. Yeah, there is some lies in there. That's what's bad. Wow. We ain't got to talk about that. Yeah, we're we're not we're not gonna get started with all yeah, that. At least, at least at least not this sober. Yeah. <clears throat> right. So, um, so Josh, uh, where are you normally performing at and whatnot? All over Northwest Indiana, and uh, I would like to say that my brand name, Chubby Gang Comedy, um, we've done shows all over Northwest Indiana, Griffith, Porter, Portage, uh, into the Chester area. So we've we've pretty much we we've made a run at it, and uh, we got a show coming up in Miller real real soon. And that's a, a benefit show, correct? Yes, it's a charity event. Um, it is a school supply drive. So instead of charging an admission, 
what we're going to do is, is we're going to have you all bring some unused school supplies and you can get in and enjoy the show. And we got a great lineup. Uh, unfortunately I'm on it, but you know, shit happens. Yeah. So, um, that's that's admirable, admirable, uh, charity. Yeah. Well, uh, what brought this on was, uh, I sell merchandise. I sell chubby gang t-shirts and I sold out pretty much the first two or three days. So growing up in a really religious household, like I'm sitting there counting this money, like a cheetah cat. And I heard like my grandma's voice in my head saying, you didn't give any of that money back to the church. So I was like, you know what? I I got so much from the community. It's time to give back. And so, and people are still buying shirts. Like we have stuff on back order right now. So it's just, you know, it's time to give back, especially when I'm getting so much, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not a bad thing. So, uh, we have that planned. We have another charity event going on, um, going into November, but that's still in the, the, the marinade process. I like the marinade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Got a little marinade. All right. So let's, uh, let's get to know, uh, this, this, this wrestling pass that you had. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Roll, roll tide. So, um, if it doesn't start out, I was once body body slammed by Scott Steiner. I'm going to be severely disappointed. No. <laughs> no, but I was tag teamed with the equivalent of the, well, the black Scott Steiner. Like, I had a tag team partner. Wait, are we talking like, we talking, we're talking about, about late 80s Steiner or mid 90s? No, no, no. She no. brought it out. Late, late <laughs> 80s, capacitive test, you know, okay. black yeah. mullet. Frankenstein. That dude put on about 275 pounds of muscles in about Man. six months. <laughs> he, I'm telling you, like, there's, I don't see how they even stuck a, a, a syringe up his ass, man. Like, he was, <laughs> looked like he would have popped. Jesus Christ. But uh, growing up, uh, my dad's from Chicago. So obviously, he's a huge wrestling fan. It's a great wrestling city. Um, and as a kid, he would sneak me out of my little baby bed and crib to watch wrestling late at night. And then I've just ever since then infatuated with the larger than life characters and, you know, the pageantry and then the athleticism and, you know, the fact that you just get to beat somebody up real good, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then uh, we get into middle school and they say like my buddy, John Anderson, who was probably one of the greatest wrestlers ever come out of Hammond was like, hey, man, we're going to join the wrestling team. And I'm thinking, yeah, this is cool. We'll get, like, big-ass gold belts, and we'll be able to, you know. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm going to have – I'm, I'm going to get laid or something like that. And then they got me in this adult onesie, and people could see that not all black stereotypes are true. <laughs> <laughs> man, it, it's, it's partial to a brown crayon. <laughs> all right so we're learning a lot today uh yeah this this is what you get with chubby gang comedy so i mean average is a thing for a reason well i mean i was getting b's and c's in school anyway so why not just keep the trend going of just (laughs) right on par you know what i mean yeah you don't you don't get that what is it a five and a half inch average without having some dudes that are just, you know, ridiculously small because there's other dudes that are ridiculously big. 
Well, I make up for it in, in rhythm. That's why. Yeah. Right on. I have I have a nice Caucasian lady, and let's just say that she knows I can mamba mashed potato. <laughs> so I'm so glad she's not mic'd right now. She'd be like, this motherfucker's eight pumps and sleep. <laughs> she's in the room. Yeah, she's in the room. Look, look, Annie Mae. There you go. We're telling the truth. <laughs> That's, un- unfortunately, I only have uh, two headsets, so yeah. she, she can't hear anything but what we're saying. Um, she knows. She knows. So. Don't worry about it. Trust me. She, if she doesn't, she'll find out later tonight. <laughs> but uh yeah well, let me ask y'all a question yes. let me ask y'all a question how many pumps do you think it would take before you figured out you were having sex with a transgendered person <laughs> you know in my experience <laughs> oh shit he's got experience how many licks does it take to the get to get to the center of a all i'm gonna say is if nothing falls downward then she's not a training All right. Well, I mean, that's sound logic. How do you argue with that? If the tape stays up, she's a girl. (laughs) We've had this conversation before, Kelly. I think. Yeah. I think Ah, intuitively you would know before you went in, and that's a decision you got to make. Man, I don't know. They've they've made some advances in medical science. It was just a couple episodes you guys were talking about this on your show. I'm sorry yeah. about – I didn't mean to railroad the conversation. Go go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. You know what? This is actually funny because my uh, grandmother used to always tell me if you're ever unsure of anything, watch how they go to the bathroom because there's just some things that men do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, guys always announce when they got to take a piss, and it's just the most disgusting thing ever. So if you're if you're unsure – when she it says if she doesn't say oh I gotta go powder my nose or, oh excuse me if she's like hey I gotta take a piss you're about to fuck a dude <laughs> I gotta know the background of this story where you and your grandmother are having this conversation to begin with well <laughs> it was after they just first watched Crocodile Dundee yeah <laughs> <laughs> they come- the girl's undercarriage. I'm a chocodile, you hear me? Anyway. <laughs> no. You call, you, call, you call that a wanka? This is a wanka. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh actually I oop, I'm knocking shit over. Uh, I grew up in one of the bigger families in the area. So we have a lot of cousins and my uh grandma was always, you know, when you meet a girl, always ask her, you know, Ask her who she's related to, because we don't I do incest. Around, yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't do incest in this house. Oh, I mean, you definitely found a way around that. Now, oh yeah, you? that's what I said. I got even. I just got a white woman. It's all good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not related to yeah. us. No, we're all related somehow. I was going to say it. It doesn't matter which which side you land on. If you land on the religious side or the non-religious side, you go back far enough. Everybody, oh, yeah. comes everybody's related. Yeah. Yep. But see, I got a white woman, but I, I swear inside there's a black woman that lives inside of her. Like, I, I think. Like a men in black? Like a little yeah, black like, like, like brain at one point, and face, and there's one, a little black bitch in there with got a, all kinds of attitude? Like, I'm with Samantha, but I feel like Akeisha is going to pop out of her. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Because it's just some things that she says. I'm like, she got a little hood in there. I like it. I like it. uh, That reminds me, I was talking to, uh, this was years ago. I was a supervisor at a manufacturing plant. And uh, my lead man was a, I told this story on the podcast. My lead man, he was, he was, he self-coined himself as country ghetto. Mm. So he, if you talk to the man on the phone, he sounded ghetto as fuck. But if you've seen him in person, he was wearing a cowboy hat, Wranglers, boots, belt buckle. He looked country, but he talked ghetto. Oh, yeah. He, he was country ghetto. Well, we was talking one day, and he was all in, you know, white people this, white people that. And I looked at him, and I was like, man, I, I mean, I'm white. And he looked at me, and he was like, nah, nah, you ain't white. You something else, but you ain't white. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I, I think it's like a similar situation. There's something else there that – you can tell somebody's all right. Sorry. Oh yeah, and, and the thing of it is, uh, growing up in Hessville, you grew up with everybody. There was there was Latinos. There we didn't get Asians till they built up Purdue Calumet, but we had a little bit of everybody. So you <laughs> you you got you know you got a little bit of everything. I mean, you know. So I mean, I like country music. I'm probably the only black dude that can sit here and do a few bars of country. Well, I mean, you're only you're the only black dude in here that could sing a few bars of country, but oh, yeah, I've no. known. I mean, shit, dude. Darius you got Rucker. Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. Uh, I think I just the seen the end. A, White people love <laughs> him. That, that was what he was <laughs> supposed to say that? right there. Was the end. Darius Rucker. Now, when when he in Hootie in the yeah, he was, he was, okay, he was okay. Hootie. Okay, um, I didn't, I didn't know a black that. dude. We go I to did. a local bar here, pretty pretty frequent. It's called Memphis. There's a black guy that comes in there. When he shows up, he shows up maybe twice a month. But he's got on starched ass country pants, boots, tucked in with a country ass belt, and will get up on that stage and sing karaoke to all the country songs. And he's a handsome motherfucker. I mean, he's cut. He wears a really, really tight T-shirt, you know, but, I mean, it's tucked in. It's looking nice. And there ain't a single motherfucking female in there that don't watch him get up there on stage and go, Jesus Christ. So it, do- it doesn't end at Darius Rucker. You've also got Lil Nas X. Oh, that. Which I don't know anything about him. I just seen a cover of Time Magazine with him in like a red cowboy jumpsuit, wearing mm-hmm. a cowboy hat, and I I had to I just I just Googled him to make sure it wasn't like some meme, some Photoshop shit. He says his life is like a movie: pickup trucks and boobies. Oh yeah, that's, that's I mean the the song that's, that's that popular is, for him right that's now. That's literally that's every kid that grew up in Lowell. Like, <laughs> if you grew up in Lowell, Indiana, <laughs> that's your lifestyle. You're a movie star. So, so I mean, there's there's at least two that have you know made it. Granted, one of them started not in country music, but I might be the third. There you go. She said, "I've seen you here before." I said, "I've been here a time or two. <laughs> so. But no, I, de- I definitely know a couple black dudes that are in the country. So yeah, I it mean, happens that's... a lot where we live. I mean, I, I have to assume it, and I, I think we've talked about. I know we've talked about it on the on our podcast before, and I think I've mentioned it to you before, Brian. You know, I drove a truck for several years, and I've been all over the country. And the mass majority of this nation is country folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Y'all are just outside of a major city, but in between you and Indianapolis, they ain't nothing but country folks. Nope. And between nope. y'all and Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, they ain't nothing but country folks. Nope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
you can go, you can catch some crazy ass country folks in New Hampshire and Maine. I mean, they're all over the place, right? Because that's the majority of this country is rural living. So having this this perception that potentially there's only two black guys and now a third that that digs on country <laughs> music is, is weird to me because I grew, you know, I spent my whole life in in well, I mean, I grew up in Northeast Texas and and lived here the majority of my life. And it wasn't any, it, it's not uncommon to, for us, when the, the town that I grew up in to see, we had trail rides every year. So we would start in one town and do about a 15 mile run where everybody rode their horses, just run along the highway, go down back roads. And it just, when you, it takes all day and you get back to where you started, essentially you make a big circle and there's a big barbecue cookout. Everybody hangs out. Well, it was 50, 50 black folks, white folks. You know, it's not anything strange for where I grew up to see a black guy, like guys that were my age in high school, riding their horse on the side of the highway, literally wearing Jordans. No. You yeah. know what I mean? So it the area, you know, when you're from the South, it's like, well, fuck. I mean, everybody relates to that shit. You know what I mean? Unless you grew up in Atlanta or Houston or major some markets, other major yeah. city in the South, chances are you got some country in you somewhere, regardless of race, color, creed, or fucking religion. No, yeah, yeah, and it's it's just a very attractive lifestyle too. I mean, you know, just that the the easy going like you know I'm I spent a lot of time in Chicago. You know what I mean? I grew up my summers were all in Chicago, but there was like one week out of the year where we would go down to Memphis. I'm like, man, like the girls are pretty. You know, people don't rush you. You don't have to worry about taking buses and trains and everywhere. No, I mean, look at fresh air. Yeah. Typically what you see is, is you got a highfalutin city doctor, right? Some New Mm -hmm. York city, Chicago, LA doctor, they end up going to a small town and just fall in love and they stay there. Right. That's that to me, that's reality. Or you have the flip of that where you have a small town doctor or whatever it is. And they end up going to New York city and trying to like, nah, fuck this shit. I got to go back to fucking, you know, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, because that's Mm. what it's about. That, that slow motion life of where everything, yeah, you work hard, you do your thing, right? You live your life, but it's not this ultra hustle and bustle. No, you know, no. I'm sure y'all can relate just from being where y'all are at versus mm-hmm. if, you, if you moved, what, 25, 30 miles northwest of where you're at? I mean, it's a completely different animal that you're doing. Oh, yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, all right. So, you're about halfway through that blondie. How do you feel about it? I... I like blondies. No, there you go. <laughs> no, it's really good. It it it's like a black and mild on steroid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's, I, I figured that would be a good is, one for you. This is the Scott Steiner of cigars. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Curtis, how's your uh, how's your toast? You know, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I've I've I felt bad because I'm coming on the damn Herfcast and I ain't got nothing but a fucking acid. But oh no, that's no. See, this when it one comes is to that, not. There's a hint of sweet, and I know your I know your position. It's like, hey, just like we are. The 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 there's only one right way to drink whiskey. Yeah, right. It's to drink the whiskey that you like the way you like to drink it. Yep. And I know that your stance is is smoke what you like to smoke. Exactly. But I've kind of you know through Kelly and and listening to you and stuff. I've I've had a couple. I've tasted a couple with te- Kelly, and I'm like, holy shit, these acids just ain't where it is for me anymore. You know, but it's all I got. And but this toast is a little bit surprising because it's not the blondie. It's not the 
no, it's not. It's not overly sweet. That's right. I, I've, I've had the toast in the wrapper, but the rest, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying the shit out of it right now. Yeah. Terry's over here hammering on it with me too. So, is, uh, is Terry mic'd up? Yeah. Yeah. She's being quiet. Oh, all right. That's I, I was just making sure. So uh, they don't let me talk on the mic very often. So I just well, keep my mouth shut. Well, this isn't their fucking show. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let you, let you, what? Yeah, Curtis told me to turn my mic down last time because I was talking too much. We usually hear Terry like this. <laughs> you, talking, say, you don't even have her mic censored. on. Yep. Say, Curtis don't let you do that. Don't say they. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Aaron's not here. It might be a two to one. So, so. anyway, yeah. So Terry, Terry is Curtis's wife and also the producer of the Bearded Idiots. Correct. So, um, she runs the website. I mean, she does... She doesn't post to Instagram. She doesn't fuck with Twitter. But outside of that, she does all of it. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, if she's for hire, I might hire her to, you know, do my social media and shit like that. We can negotiate. We'll do that yeah. off air. <laughs> all right. So. <laughs> so. <have> time. <laughs> so uh, the blondie's working out good for you. The toast is working out good for uh, Curtis. Uh, the the court reserve is is one of my favorite recent cigars. Uh, I've, I've only got one left out of my box after this, but, uh, um, what about that Alec Bradley? Man, I really like it. Uh, Hey, so I turned my volume down because I kept getting notifications and it kept dinging on my end. Did y'all hear those? No, no, I didn't, but I'm hearing them off of my phone and I just now silenced my, my phone because that's why I switched cameras just now because I'm, my phone gets, I was trying to use it because we can get it up high and we could get me and Terry both in the thing, but it just never stops putting out notifications. Like my, that's why my, I switched to my, my laptop. Computer, my computer was like notifying me of shit. Somebody was sending me messages. Uh, I didn't know if it was coming through on y'all and recording or whatever. Um, to your, to answer your question, I, man, I'm really liking these Alec Bradley cigars. This, uh, lineage or whatever it was the lineage man it's got like this very heavy leathery feel to it yeah um with like just a faint hint of chocolate Hmm. and it's got this very oily wrapper i I just i dig the fuck out of that's me i'm your chocolate chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) sexual chocolate sexual chocolate make some noise for my band sexual chocolate Well, you thought I was too young to know about that. <laughs> I don't even know how I, so I, I, chocolate I don't even balls. Know. You can't ever tell. I, I mean, you, know, you can't ever tell how old a black person he is. You no, know. I was. I was just about I to don't say. Crack. That's right. No, you know what? I mean, y'all age better than anybody. So. That's all right. So, Man. so how old are you? You can be forty-five years old. He's twenty-eight. So, so. he could have easily been sixty-three. He yeah. Really could have. Oh, I know it. I know it, man. That's, well, I, after after some of those matches I had, I felt like I was sixty. I was I mean, deemed up. I mean, look at how aged I am. I'm only twenty one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I was batting on that side, I'd take a swing at you. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, glad that there's a camera between us right now. <laughs> Compliments. I don't give a shit who I get a fucking compliment from. Compliment is a compliment. Through that. You take it where you can get it. Okay. Trust me. I, I'm so jealous of your beard right now because my beard doesn't grow in all the way. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Every time the camera is on, I'm like, that motherfucker is sitting there teasing me with that beard. I mean, you can't <laughs> see right now, but like, 
I mean, I've got full-on bald spots, but I'm a, I'm two weeks shy of my 39th birthday, so. Well, well, happy yeah. early birthday. Right. How old are we? 39. I'm not 39. Well, you're not 39 yet. I'll be 38. Yeah. Shortly. You will be 39. Oh, I will be 39. I, who no, who gives a fuck past 21, really? Wait. I was just exactly. saying, right. Yeah. Uh, 25. You get the insurance break at 25. Yeah. Unless you're like me and just steadily getting fucking speeding tickets. Yeah. Mm. My, my wife well, got a ticket. Uh, what? How old are you going to be? 39. Okay, we're 38. My bad. Yeah. I'm the, old, I'm the oldest in the group now. Yeah. Okay. We're square now. I don't know how that happened. Like I, I graduated high school. I graduated high school because you were born first. <laughs> That's how it happened. Well, hold on, man and woman love each other a whole lot. <laughs> they love each other now. I mean. Oh well. Don't but, worry. My my parents are divorced too. Mine too. Multiple times. Right. I was going mean, to say I went through two of them. <laughs> I graduated high school. I was 17 years old. I didn't turn 18 until almost three fucking months after I graduated high school. Mm. So like, I've always been the youngest of everybody. And then finally, I uh, like, I make friends with people who are younger than me. I'm like, how the fuck did I become the old one? This is bullshit. Yeah. Get new friends. Nah, not right. No, don't. I'm working on that. Don't. Hey, but for real though, this weekend, Saturday, I'm going to a, arm wrestling practice in White House, Texas. What? What? White, White. White House, Texas. And uh, the guy whose uh, house I'm going to, he's 61 years old, and he's ranked high in the state of Texas. Wow. This fucker's going to rip my arm off. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly, have you, have you told Brian that you and uh, Mean Gene kind of got schooled in Fort Worth? I kind of mentioned it. Earlier, I said average or uh, uh, amateur arm wrestlers are not that. They That's a misnomer. Amateur. Yeah, that is a that is mislabeling for sure. So, is that something you're planning on, like seriously getting into, or are you just fucking around with it? Mm-mm. No, I'm gonna get into it. I mean, I might not do well, but the the guy that I'm going to visit, I'm going to train with. He didn't start competing until he was like 52. Mm. Now he's 61, and he's ranked within the top 10 in Texas in his category. And I'm like, fuck, I'm I'm 39. I'm not even 39 yet. I could I could be fucking top 10 by the time I'm 45, 46. I mean, yeah, I was about I to say. I mean, I don't. I haven't known Kelly. Shit, how long have we been knowing each other, Kelly? Since what, like 2000? So like seven years, maybe five, six, seven years, something like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So in that time frame, what the one of the things that I feel like I feel confident in saying this is that what Kelly went through, like most of us, like me and like our little group, right? Like our little group of friends, we were they were live streaming the event that he was at in Fort Worth at the Buffalo Wild Wings. And we were doing every which way we can. We were downloading apps and fucking I was pulled over on the side of the road because I was traveling at the time. I'd pull over because I had good signal at this moment. We were trying to watch him. And then they end up cutting off the fucking feed when it was like him and jeans, a guy that, that's on Kelly, a lot of Kelly's videos and, you know, just a guy we know. It was their turn and we're like, fuck, they stopped the goddamn live feed. So Kelly pulls up his phone, gets us on YouTube live and we're all watching and we're sporting. I'm sitting on the side of the road, you know, doing the damn thing. Him and Gene both go up and just get handled. 
I mean, it is, I mean, you know, it is what it is. They got to handle. If I know anything about Kelly and if I know anything about Gene, when you asked him just a second ago, if it's something he's going to pursue uh, or if he's just going to fuck around with it, it they're going to have a almost laser focus on, if nothing else, going to one more event where that doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. There's enough pride in those two guys to go, you know what? Fuck all of that we're, shit. We're at least making it past the first round. Right. Yes, but, exactly. So, like, I look back on it, and I know exactly what I did wrong. And I had a man tell me, actually, the person who builds the tables for this. Hey, look, guys. Hey, look. Hi, Bonnie. Hey, there's hey, Bonnie. Bonnie. Oh. Time stamp that shit. XXX. Bonnie showed up. Sitting over here fucking whining. Uh, she's like, oh, 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 oh. It's been 13 <laughs> minutes since you touched her. I know, right? Uh, so, like, I, I go up there, and this is after all the competition's done. Uh, the guy who manufactures the tables for the WAL, which is like the, the premier, easy, the premier uh, uh, arm wrestling. Fuck, uh, what? I'm trying to talk to people here. Uh, anyway, so he's standing off inside. He's watching everything, and he sees me go up. Obviously, everybody sees me because of this. And uh, I even hear one guy say, "Like, oh, if he's yeah, a you strong say because as- of that, there's true because of that. But also, you know, you're damn near six foot, all of two seventy five, and look like you're finna go up there and just wreck every oh. motherfucker that gets in front of you. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm not. It sounds to me like if there if Terry wasn't involved, he'd be uh, all over you. Yeah. I'm so glad we're not in the same room because I'm all of five five. So I would definitely have to look up to you. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a fucking Napoleon complex. So it, it, like your beard is better than mine. You're taller than me. If you have a bigger dick than me, we're gonna fight. And I'm he's four and a half all day yeah. every day. We talk about it Wait, on that's podcast. What I, tell people. I mean, only four and a half. That's all you're oh, gonna four and a half. Look, that's if the wind. If the wind's blowing, I can give you a run for your money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, who can handle the most pain to stretch it out the first? <laughs> four, four and a half or not, that's all I'm giving you. So, all right, it could be know. 17 inches long, but he's only yeah, going right. to give you the four and a half. Wait, 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 wait. Are we standing up or laying down? Because I got a belly in the way, so that's a penalty. Hold on. Well, when you lay down, everything flattens out, so you get a little bit more. Yeah, there we go. The best there piece we of go. advice I've ever seen a comedian give, and I think you'll appreciate this. It says, the only way to make love to an extremely large woman is to lay that motherfucker over the edge of the bed, the way all the weight rolls back on her. So I have to assume you do something similar. Like <laughs> no, you like no, no, your no, hips. no, 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 you no, no. You stick a body pillow, double it over underneath your hips, and it's like, oh, shit, look at that. I, got, I gained a half inch. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about someone passionate about making love to big women. Love it. Love it. I go right up. I go head up with them like like Rocky and Drago. I go right on to them. Oh, Lord. Like, <laughs> look, when I hit the bed, it's going to be a heavyweight fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get sidetracked on having sex with big women, oh, I just want to finish. I was going to say, Kelly's got stories. <laughs> finish this quick story. All right. The man who builds the tables for the Federation. All right. He's standing off to the side watching the whole thing. He sees me, and I'm just – I'm in the fucking zone. And I'm so far in the zone, I completely zone out and forget to do anything. And that's part of the reason why I got beat so handily. Because I just fucking sat there, and I'm just 
fucking just geeked out of my mind with adrenaline pumping. And he told me later on, he was like, dude, your intensity, that shit was intimidating. <laughs> well, and that's what blew my mind when, when I saw that happen. I was like, look, man, I, if you follow Kelly on Instagram, which he's at Son of Thor 3, if you know Kelly at all, this motherfucker basically lives in a gym, right? I know this dude's cock strong. So to, to see that happen, I was like, okay, either one of two things happened. Either he fucking lost his mind in the moment or the other person's technique was just that much. Because, I mean, fucking strength for strength, I don't know that there's a lot of dudes out there that's going to just fucking outstrength you. Now, they may be able to, to get their mind right and get have, have a different technique that you've never seen before and, and, and all that kind of shit. Experience counts. But just fucking muscle to muscle – there ain't a whole lot of motherfuckers on this planet that's going to handle that. Right. I mean, there's 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 a small percentage, I would say. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was a, a big combination of both. I psyched myself up so much. I just lost my – like, my mind was blank, and it was all fucking adrenaline. It was just – I'm just sitting there. And I didn't even fucking go. And, like, they said, ready to go, and that dude hit. And all I did was try to protect. And he fucking – Mind you, he had half a fucking thumb. This was his hand. He actually, it was like, yeah, he had these three fingers. This finger was missing half, and this, his thumb was missing half. So I had nothing to grab onto. Wow. So whatever he It was hit, a strong hand. <laughs> I made it by hand. So, so when you were there, did you see a lot of dudes that were just lobsided on one arm or – was everybody pretty like a jack off convention? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Look like a fucking crab or something. Well, you're obviously right handed. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> wow. He's got some meat hooks. I wouldn't want him to beat, beat me off with either hand. They're pretty. They're pretty even. Although this one, I've been having some issues right here, but I think yeah. it's because. I don't know if y'all can y'all see that line right there. Yes, we yeah. can very well. Well, uh, Curtis knows. I broke my arm probably about ten years ago. Wow. Ten years ago, uh, and they put a plate, a titanium plate, and eight screws in my uh, radius bone. Mm. So now I think it's causing issues up here on the outside of this with all this forearm grip training that I've just become accustomed to doing. Uh, so that's one thing I gotta be careful with. But it only hurts when I do certain things. It doesn't hurt when I arm wrestles. Fucking like weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Oh, wow. I want to say uh, just thanks for having me, guys, because this is awesome. I just did yeah. an interview not too long ago, and it was the biggest shit show ever. I mean, the host, the host was late. <laughs> I got no format. I didn't know what was going on. No, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but is it, was that the uh, bilingual radio show? or? <clears throat> uh, yeah. So now, are, I didn't. I didn't want to shit on her, but uh, so are 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 you bilingual yourself or no? Uh, they call me Big Hefe. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, so how did how did get, it go? How did I how did I get that? Yeah. Well, well, not not necessarily. How did you get it? But how did that go? Being a bilingual show, uh, did they just do your whole interview in English, or my, did yeah. they kind of have like, uh, you know, did they follow up in both languages or? Well, what happened was, is it, it was a lot of, you know, they would say something and then they would first, let me, let me first and foremost, they didn't tell me the cameras on was on me for about 25 minutes. 
So while he's talking and doing the announcements, I'm standing there looking at my phone, trying to get ready, <laughs> trying to get my notes together. And the camera's just dead ass on me. So I'm like, okay, that's great. They're just seeing me here, pick my nose and all this other kind of shit that I'm doing. Um, but, you know, it would go, you know, he would say some things in Spanish and then he would speak English for about 10 minutes. And then when the lady came in, she spoke a little Spanish, but mostly it was in English. It was just mostly, I guess, the demographic was for Latino people, which is great. You know, I think that there needs to be something for everybody like this podcast where people like to smoke and drink and have a good time and talk about penis size and <laughs> beers. So there's, there's some for That's multicultural. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling classy today. I mean, honest with you, <laughs> I might tell you guys a, a good old wrestling story before I get out of here, which just some, okay. some debauchery. I happens. go through that every day. The, the industry that I work in, we we we're in steel construct or steel erection, you know construct. <laughs> what? Erection. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and the majority of our workforce is is Latino guys. Mm-hmm. So no, in Texas, our, I mean United States across the United States. It doesn't matter where you are. Uh, I know. Majority of iron workers are. Latino guys. Now you get into certain areas kind of close to where you guys are at. You get into Chicago, like the major cities. It's, it's not so much just due to the heavy influence of unions. And it's same thing with, with uh, like Houston, the, the iron workers union in Houston is, well, I mean, I should say it, it's actually really close to the national uh, spread, right? right. National have, average. Right. You have like, 55, 60% white dudes, you know, 15 right. to 20% black guys, two or three, 4% Latino outside of the union. It's predominantly Latino guys. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of Latino guys and a lot of people that just don't have the certification or cause I have a lot of relatives that just work under the table as construction or whatever, right. you know, just so they can, you know, make their money on the side or whatever they're doing. Right, and that's where I get so irritated with with Trump and this whole build the wall thing. It's like, come on, dude, fucking calm down. We won't get into politics heavy tonight, but no. You know, I'm like the only (laughs) comedian in the area that does not do Donald Trump jokes. No, no, I. You know what, man? When people come see me, I want it to be like I I have a thing called mindless entertainment. I I want you to be able to sit there and look at me. And I have to think about who voted for who. Relax, relax, have a good time, man. I mean. If you want politics, you can pick up your phone, you can go on your tablet, you can watch TV. Absolutely. You know, and, and besides, somebody may like, really like Trump and really like me. Why should I make them choose? And then that cuts into my business. Yeah. Here's the, you, know, you know, comedy is, is, and we use this on our podcast a lot. Comedy really has no bounds, but you got to be, you have to be cognizant of being respectful, right? Like you can't just go out like fucking Kramer. You know what I mean? You can't just go out there and just be that fucking outrageous. Well, you got to respect some boundaries. And I, the re, what I was getting at here is what I would like to ask you is, is you know, you don't, you don't try to get into the deep waters and, and politics and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to go that way or if you're going to go into tragedy or something like that, you better bring heavy funny. That yeah. better be so goddamn funny that it's undeniable. Are yeah. You un- undeniable. Bad? Indisputable. Yeah. It, it, you, and and the thing about Kramer jumping back to that because that was like something that it shocked so many people because people didn't know him as 
the comedian because they see him four hours a day as Kramer sliding right. in and they're thinking like, oh, he's about to say some off the wall shit. And then he really said some off the wall shit. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, you, you, you don't think of him like that. And he, he's a character. Like when you go see um, John Witherspoon, you want him to be pops from, from Friday. You want him to be the dad from Friday or the dad from Boomerang or the granddad from Boondocks. You don't want to, you know, I mean, his comedy is funny. He's very funny, but people want to see that character, you know? So when when you deviate from that, that's when it's kind of like, you know, it's like if you've seen Hulk Hogan, since we're talking about wrestling, if you see Hulk Hogan and some, some Russian and Nazi stuff, you're like, what the hell is this? Like, this this is not what I paid for. Yeah. So, you know. Right. This ain't Hulkamania. This is no. not this is not the norm. No, this is this right. is not. And I believe with that Kramer thing, I think he was just trying to shock and all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That dude might be a super racist, but maybe he's not also like you know, Seinfeld ended and he became irrelevant. hmm You know what I mean? And he was on stage and he I think in that moment he found a spot where he could just shake up the room. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that he was set up honestly, and I'm not not nothing with the with the racism because it, it 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 totally was a racist rant. But usually, usually in comedy clubs, they don't allow cell phones, so they don't allow you to record. They're pretty Nazi about it. We we yeah the, yeah the improv in Addison every every once in a while yeah times, and they don't fuck around them them. No. The, the the waitresses and everybody else are like if you even pull up just like check a text message it ain't a, but a second and they're on top of you and what the fuck are you oh doing? yeah yeah definitely they don't allow that so that's what i'm saying i think somebody kind of set his ass up i think maybe he he did it somewhere else and maybe it got a better response because different oh, all the room all the rooms are different you know what i do in cedar lake indiana cedar tucky isn't gonna work in in miller where <laughs> It, no, it really is. When I go there, I am the, besides the guy who runs the show, I'm the blackest thing on that stage. And it is, sometimes I do really well, and sometimes I don't. You know? Like, so it's just... Are you a fan of Miss Pat? Oh, I've I've, I've heard of Miss Pat, but I, I haven't seen... Jesus, that is, that is a woman I would love, I would love to sit down and talk to. Dude, Holy I want to spend shit. No shit. And she's in Indianapolis, so like, I, I think I'm yeah. going to try to reach out to her and and she uh just just, her own podcast it's called the the pat down yeah it's it's fairly fresh so you might be able to get it in especially with the local thing that you got going yeah. on that is the funniest i mean outside of like a, Louis diaz or a bill burr i mean she's well, top five funniest motherfuckers fem- working fem- right now. female female joey diaz At, absolutely but speaks all the truth and talks about all of her tragedy. Just yeah, it's, it's an absolute hilarious. It's an absolute tragic to uh, just success story, and right. like you you want to talk about a shitty hand of cards getting dealt to you in life. Oh, mm-hmm. You listen to Miss Pat's story, and all right. So I mean, uh, just a short run. Uh, what had her first kid at fourteen. She was selling selling crack, I think. She started uh, having sex with a twenty one year old married man at twelve. Wow! Yeah. Who stop her stepdad, who had been molesting her since she was eight? Jesus yeah. Christ! Eight to twelve, he'd been molesting her. When she found this guy that was interested in her when she was twelve, her stepdad stopped fucking with her mm, because yeah. she had a boyfriend. 
So mm. apparently he had those morals. And it, yeah. it, 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 it is a shit show for the next 10 to 12 years of her life. She gets shot in the titty. She ain't afraid to talk about that. Selling yeah. drugs for her kid's school. It yep. is a fucking nightmare of a story. Right. It is. Well, but and she that, has turned it in a way that is, I mean, beyond fucking impressive. Her book is called Rabbit. Rabbit? Yeah. That's her, have to look that's, that her nickname. that's her street name, Rabbit. Okay. And not to like flip this and turn it and make it about me, but like that's <laughs> that's the true artistry of, of comedy. Cause right. my parents got divorced. I went through a depression. I gained a, a, a fuck ton of weight as a kid. I was picked on, played a little sports, got picked on less during sports. Then, you know, went through more depre- went through more things in life and everything I went through in life. Now I'm writing about and able to turn that into, into it didn't work out for me, but I can make this work for somebody else. And that's what makes me happy. You know what and I'm saying? What and, Pat says all the time. She says, once you, once you get to a place to where you can laugh about your own tragedy. Now you own it. Right. Now right. it's yours. It's no longer a thing that's on you. It's a thing that you possess and can build off of. Mm. But until you can laugh about it, it's mm. just a tragic thing that's happened to you. Yeah. Um, a bit yeah that's, I, my, that's my everyday life. I've told my most embarrassing Secretive stories on the fucking podcast. Episode twenty six. Oh god! Damn. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely check that out. But yeah, I got my first kiss when I was like a kid. I went to an all white Catholic school, and I got a kiss from the prettiest girl in school. And then promptly afterward, pissed my pants. So <laughs> that's why you date white women to this day. Yes. Hey, and I don't know where that girl is now, but I still love her. I just hey, didn't know that. <laughs> you started that story. You started that story. You're like, I got my first kiss at an all white Catholic school from the oh, going down the priest road. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard it was I was like, I got I got my first kiss and Father <laughs> Michael, you were a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> I highly suggest look up, um, I think it's episode 13, it's like 13, 12 or some shit like that on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, but you could scroll back like a year before that. And Miss Pat was on there originally. She tells a lot of her origin story. Wow. For, for you, I think, I think you could go listen to that and it just be next level for you. But yeah. for fucking body that's listening to this podcast, if you only listen to two of fucking Joe Rogan's fucking episodes, go find the Miss Pat episodes. Because I every time she's on, every time I listen to her, I walk away going, you know what? I've had a life, right? My life ain't always been what it is today. But it ain't been fucking that. And if that motherfucker, if, if Miss Pat can come through life and end up being a positive fucking thing going forward, I have zero fucking excuse to not be a positive fucking influence into, into society. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was uh, episode 13, 12 was the latest and I'm not finding the uh, first one. Oh, you have to roll back probably into the nine hundreds. Cause he did a shit ton of them in a hurry to try to get episode nine eleven just so he could have fucking, uh, uh, the fucking crazy maniac. With Alex his- Jones. Alex Jones, yeah. Mm. But yeah, just 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 find the Miss Pat. You can just search Miss Pat right. Rogan, and it'll come up. It'll tell you the numbers. 
But I highly suggest everybody to listen to those two because particularly go back and listen to the first one because she tells her origin story and it is some fucking nightmare shit. And I'm sure there's other people in this world that can relate to that. I can't relate to that because I no. didn't grow up a poor white woman in Atlanta or a poor black woman in Atlanta. But to, to take what she's done with her life and turn it around the way she has and to t- not only just turn it around to where she's taking care of her damn self, to where she's taking care of a boatload of kids that ain't hers. Yeah. Right, to try to give them an option to, you know, have a decent life. I'm sitting, I, every time I listen to that lady, I'm like, Jesus Christ, if, if half of this country had the mentality that she does, this would be a, a utopian fucking piece of earth. Yeah. Right. Amen. <laughs> we went Southern Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so, so how long how long have you been doing comedy now? Oh, I'm going on my third year now. All and, my uh, fucking life. <laughs> right. I've been a clown forever. It's just now I get paid for it semi regularly. Yeah. Are you yeah. doing guest spots or do you get booked or? Uh, well, uh, I used to run my own shows. I had a partner. Partner was not that great. Um, then, uh, yeah. So then um, I, I actively go out and get bookings. And, you know, now, like I said, with, with everything that's been going on, I think I need to jump back out there and do some more shows, like put on some more shows because my brand is starting to grow. And I, I really feel like I'm doing something positive. I get messages from young people and talk to older people and they're like, seeing a big guy like me get on stage and do what I do is inspirational. And I'm like, I just like to motherfuck people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really think of this as like, you know, something inspirational, but then they're like, no, this is your dream. And now I think that I can go, do, well, if you think you can do your dream because you see me get on stage and yell profanity, then hell yeah, let's, let's go for it. Let's, yeah. let's double down on it. Right. right. So, so you've mentioned a couple of times, you know, you're a big guy. So, uh, you want to tell yeah. everyone, like, what? Describe yourself, I guess. He's five foot four, one hundred sixteen pounds. Everybody, I am. <laughs> I am a lovely five five, and I think I would say about three three eighty, maybe getting around them fours. But yeah, you know, it hell, fuck it. I look good. <laughs> like, it's the thing. Like, I, I tell people, because I also do, like, motivational stuff on my page, and I tell other big guys, like, sexy is an attitude, man. Like, I don't, I don't need abs to be sexy. Like, I can, I, I can talk the panties off of anybody. A keg is more fun than a uh, six-pack. Well, and, and, and you know what? If you got a good rap and you can talk to these girls and you can let them know, I, I copy Ric Flair shit all the time. I'm like, you can't be, exactly. <laughs> I said you you can't be first, but you can be next. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm styling. No, that's uh, one of one of my favorite lines when I when I was bigger was, uh, you know, don't worry, honey, they're not stretch marks. It's a roadmap to happy land. <laughs> mm. <laughs> never it never worked, but I mean, hey. See, <laughs> the thing is, I reverse it. 
because now that like I'm getting some notoriety in my area, like girls start to look at me, oh, you're cute. And I'm like, no, I like big women. <laughs> I just posted on my uh, Chubby Game page the other day. I'm like, if you can only eat four White Castles, don't come to the, don't talk to me. <laughs> get your <laughs> shit together, okay? You, you got to go. Right. You got to at least be 220 to ride this ride. No, for, for, <laughs> for, for these guys, you got to say crystals. They don't have. Oh, white yeah. No, no. I, I actually uh, love crystals. I, I spent seven and a half. Well, yeah. Seven days straight. Seven days and nights in fucking downtown Detroit. Just back and forth out of the fucking convention center. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I stayed in a parking lot of a fucking abandoned Kmart. The only thing that was in this lot was a fucking white castle. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Right down, right down the street from me, I got an abandoned Kmart with a white castle in the parking lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because no, this shit was in Detroit. Oh, but, no, no. I'm just saying. I think it's funny. And I was scared shitless every fucking night. I almost got no sleep for a week. That's sliders. Milling around the parking lot doing nothing. At least it was a white castle, not a Waffle House. Oh, my God. I love Waffle House. Well, so, I love so do, Waffle House. So do I. But you're going you're gonna to find more sketchy people at a Waffle House than you will at a white castle. Through that. Uh, well, what, not in my experience. I mean, what's what's got seven legs and thirteen teeth? Third shift at Waffle House. That's right. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> so he's been to our Waffle House. Yeah, <laughs> chopped, covered, smothered. I can't remember what the fuck you said to them, and they've only got to walk three feet to go make your order. I know. Okay. That's why they yell it right after you say it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. that reminds me. Uh, what's got nine arms and still sucks? <laughs> what's Death Leopard. <laughs> I was about to say the Green Bay Packers, but there's eleven. There's a lot of arms in there. At least twenty-two. <laughs> oh, there's the there's the dude. What is he on uh, Seattle? He's got like three quarters of an arm. Yeah. Oh my God. What well, the hell I is his name? I him can't and, think of his name. Him and his um, brother. Um, it's not Berkeley, is it? It's not. He just uh, got a nub. He's yeah. got a wrist nub. Yeah, so that's oh, why I said. I can't think of his name. That's why I said three quarters of an And arm. the thing is, as soon as I get in the car, I'm going to know exactly who it yeah. is because I overdose on NFL Network. Um, but that that dude being a defenseman, like doing what he does, like that's pretty fucking that's, impressive. That's awesome. Griffin. Is it Griffin? Griffin. Okay. He became the first one-handed player. Never mind. Shaquem Griffin only has one hand. Let me keep looking. Oh. He's a. He, Look up like one hand Seattle Seahawks. Well, he's special too. Yep. Is Come he on game. special teams? The damn thing. Wow. Uh, I think he's defense yeah. special teams. I thought. Oh, okay. You were doing that to be a dick. Okay, that's cool. No. <laughs> yeah, right, right over my head. <laughs> right over my. He head. legitimately answered that question. He's like, "Oh, uh, I think he was yeah. drafted third. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can y'all can y'all see these weird fucking veins that come out of my forehead? Yeah, dude, because you got horrible lighting in your room. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I've yeah. got a solution for that. I've got a solution for that, Kelly. We've talked about it before, but now I, I got you. You okay. know, I, 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 sorry. No, this is ahead, why Terry. they don't let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is Shaquem Griffin. He was out of Central Florida. Um, he was selected by the Seattle Seahawks in the fifth round to become the first one-handed player to be drafted in the modern era. Yeah. Man. How many years do you think it's going to be before we have a female in the NFL? I hope really soon because my niece is a beast. 
Like, my niece kicks ass, so I, I really – and she wants to play football, like, seriously, so. Everybody thought the world was going to end when we had a female referee, but – Yeah. Nothing's been said about that. I mean, oh. she gets a whole lot of heat because apparently she's got a nice ass. But outside of that, she's just a fucking ref. Yeah. She's got black and white. You know what I mean? And she, she's young, so she could probably outrun the rest of the refs. <laughs> I know. No doubt about it. Usually when you see the refs, they're like older, you know, heavier. They're, they're breathing heavy. Yeah. Just, he, he can't <laughs> wait for a first down. <laughs> Lexus. <laughs> Please call a timeout. So he <laughs> Safety. You know, his brother. Yes, exactly. He's, he comes all the way up just nice and slow and compresses everything. His pecs stick out. Spectacle. Oh my god! I don't know what y'all are talking about. I don't watch football. No. So, uh, you 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 asked us if we could see the the definition in your in your forehead, and I was gonna say, you know, your head really reminds me a lot of the globe. (laughs) Yes, it's completely round. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) obviously. You know what? I could stand behind you, and we could be the moon. (laughs) (laughs) well we couldn't be the moon Uh well i well i'll just turn around what i'll do is i'll shave my head and i'll just be the dark side of the moon and you just be the front see you get all the face time so i don't know what you're bitching about (laughs) (laughs) i'm in the back being all mysterious like what's really (laughs) over there Nobody's ever seen China. There's a heavy assumption on your part that the that the moon is round as well. Well, I went to public school in Hammond, Indiana, so it it ain't much, but it's all we got. Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm raising. Stay in school, kids. If you're watching this, you're already fucked. So, or don't. If you're super smart, by the time you're 14 years old, telling bitches to fuck off. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I used to think of, like, the kids that used to say that shit in school, like, man, you guys are fucking dummies. And now I'm a grown man, like, you know what? I'm not going to acknowledge that I said that about that guy. <laughs> it's not. <Yeah. laughs> I dipped out of high school at the exact right time. Because the only thing that was left for me is some shit that I would have never fucking used in real life. Not one fucking time have I, and I've worked in several different industries, and not one fucking time has somebody asked me to fucking use trigonometry. Man, Not one fucking time. Wow. Nobody gives a fuck about world history 4.0. Right? <laughs> I learned most of that shit from the history channel. Right. Well, so, that and uh, I mean you're going to get a biased version anyway. True. True. That. <clears throat> That's I dipped out I think at the exact right moment where I got all the shit I needed to live the life that I had planned on living. I had zero intentions to go into college because I couldn't afford it. And also, I didn't see anything in my future that was going to be like, hey, you need all this extra math and all this extra history and all this extra shit. I feel like I dipped out 10 and a half years. Good. No. Thanks for that, state of Texas. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I learned how to fuck older women in college. That's about it. I fucked older women in high school. I fucked my English teacher. I, I didn't get cute till college, so it's. Yeah. Oh no! See, see, these days, you know, she'd be in jail, and you'd be in therapy. I've I would, almost always I'm not in jail, but I wouldn't be in therapy. 
<laughs> now, I will say this. I was 18 when it happened. No, no. I, was, but, I but, quit high school, and it was it was a couple of years later, but it was still – I'm not even going to say her name because that motherfucker might still be teaching. <laughs> <laughs> it was my ninth grade English teacher. Later on. That's too much information. It is. I can tell you guys a story real quick. That's that's um I was seeing this lady, I was tutoring her in one of my uh one of my classes, and we were drinking one night and things got a little too crazy. And that's when I learned that when women get older, their pubic hair turned gray. I was sitting there. I, I was about to go get me a get a cat a bath, do some good old cat bath, and you know some fuzzy dugout. And yeah, I said, "Baby, this is a little expired, ain't it?" It's <laughs> <laughs> past this sell by date. What's going on here? And her reply was, "Why well, heated it up before you came over here?" <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he was ready for that fucking. <laughs> like I've heard that line before. God damn it! Yeah, well, hell. I still hit it though. She taught me some things. There's no, <laughs> we've talked about this before on our podcast. There's no bad pussy. There's only better pussy. Yeah. Ooh, you haven't been to Northwest Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Especially my neighborhood, Hammond. The last time I had some good pussy in Hammond, the Chinese restaurant passed health inspection. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So Brian looks concerned right now. He's in there going, "What the fuck did I do tonight?" Oh no, no, that's uh, I'm actually taking advantage of our guest, and uh, yeah. she's she's being very very nice and grabbed me a couple of ice cubes because you know, as I've said before, I'm a big pussy when I drink my whiskey. So, Miss Sammy, I started off I started off my night with ice. As a matter of yeah. fact, majority of the whiskey that I drink is is ice laden. Mm. That's what I'm drinking right now, by the way. Yeah, nice. teeling, teeling. So it's not bad. No, it's uh, the whiskey that I drink is Jameson on rocks. Yeah, that's I, you know, I'm doing the the Michter single barrel Kentucky straight rye. Man, so this is a hell sure of a setup you guys got. Well, thank you. Kelly just keeps hoarding over there. What this is what I'm drinking the wild turkey 101. Wild turkey. You know what? I, I, I'm kind of pissed off. They still call these a handle. There's no fucking handle. It's a grip. They're all relying on my grip strength to pour this shit. <laughs> Yo, can. Quit being a bitch. Okay. Bullshit. <clears throat> I did with my right hand. That shit would hurt. That, like, that hurts. You just you just made me think of Banks and um, uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> when, he's, when, he, when he's got to hold this, when he's got to hold the, the stick and rotate. Dude, that shit's hard, especially when you got a plate in your fucking arm. That's what she said. <laughs> so now, does that have any effect uh, with with arm wrestling? Is that considered an advantage or disadvantage? Well, they don't test for steroids in arm wrestling, so you're juiced. No, not at all. Mm. I, I'm too poor to fucking take steroids. Uh, <laughs> shit's expensive. Now. Uh, like that right there is not going to be an advantage because it only supports the bone and arm wrestling is all about the muscle and tendon strength. So like I, I've been trying to develop that muscle and tendon strength to withstand the 
the attack from other people. So, right. We'll see. I'm going to try to get some footage. Uh, I've got an event that I'm going to October 12th that uh, I'm going to prepare for and go compete again and we'll see what happens. Right. The last one that we went to two weeks ago, we totally entered into the wrong division. Like we, we entered in the amateur and I was like, Oh, they're amateur. How good could they be? Yeah. We were, uh, we were sorely mistaken. Yeah. There was a division below them, novice, that we should have entered and probably could have done well there. But, oh, well. Fuck it. Well, now you know for next time. Yeah. I'm still going to go. I, like, if I go to the next event, I'm still going to enter, like, novice and amateur because I, I really think if I could have kept my, my head about me uh, on my two matches – because uh, I had, like, the first match, the guy elbow fouled. So he lifted his elbow off the pad whenever he started. <clears throat> so I had a second chance, like, okay, I know what he's going to do. If I'd have had my mind about me, I could have done something else. Same with the second guy. He did a move, and if I'd have had my mind about me, I probably could have forced my will upon him and won the match. But Hey, it is what it is. So it a, you, you said you said he did a move. Like, are there different moves in arm wrestling? Oh, there's there. Well, okay. So there's the the main moves in arm wrestling is a top roll where you bring your hand back, and then you do this one. Like, you watch the uh, the movie Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So he walks his hand up high. So he'll they'll take their grip, right? Well, he'll walk his hand up high on their hand and he'll roll this way and he'll top roll and he'll like bring it back, top roll and get into the, the top side of the hand of his opponent. Well, the other move is going low and hooking, which uh, most people will do that. They'll start and they'll drive forward and their wrist turns towards them, their, their, their palm turns towards them and they'll get into a hook. So it'll be this right here. So that looks like a hook. So that's what the position is. So you got a top roll and hook. And with those two moves, there's several other different techniques that you can utilize to make an advantageous position to win the match. So wow. uh, the, the second guy, he did a move which it was neither a top roll or a hook. He did something called a flop. Uh, he tried to do a press, but uh, it's called a flop press. Well, what you do is you forego all hand, wrist, strength position, and you drive forward like this. So, like, he let go of – he didn't try to, to win me as far as, like, his hand and his wrist strength. He basically let all of that go and he drove forward like this. And I, 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 I still think that I pinned him, but they called it a slip where the hands slip out, and then they'll put you in a strap. They'll put your hands together, and then they'll wrap a piece of nylon around your hands, and they'll basically tie you together. But once they did that, like he set his hand up. Normally they're supposed to 
if if you can like if y'all can see this like but, butterfly they're mm -hmm. supposed to like they start they start the webbing the webbing right here in your hand they'll start that even uh and then they'll strap your hands together and then they'll tell you to close your thumbs and then you close your hands whatever well when they did that our hands were like this so they were so probably further, about further apart they were further apart so that actually gave him more leverage for his technique so whenever we closed our thumbs like i was barely touching his his thumb whenever we closed so whenever whenever they said go like he had more leverage and i caught him i caught him in this position here and all it was like it was all my bicep versus i'm just, I'm just gonna call that position the loch ness monster because uh, that's what it resembles, you know, for people that are just listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's what I did. And then, like, I just stopped. Like, I didn't try to do anything else because my mind was not there. And he basically, he put his shoulder and body into it and pinned me. So. I always wondered how much leverage goes into arm wrestling. A lot. Yeah, because I, I wrestled you know, as an amateur in high school. And then obviously when you get into pro wrestling, it's a completely different thing, but a lot of it surprisingly enough, even though it's choreographed is still leverage knowing how to use your body to move the other person's body without completely killing them. And it's always the weirdest thing. Cause like this, the stuff that doesn't look like it hurt, like, oh, uh, is the stuff that like fucking kills you. So how, how long were you doing? How long were you in the wrestling circuit? Oh, uh, from 2008 to 2000 and I think I had my last match in 2013. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, All right. so I got a question for you. Shoot. <clears throat> and I apologize ahead of time cause I'm horrible with names, but I would recognize you in a mall in Idaho. I'm great with, with, with faces, but names are not so much. What's your name again? Josh. Josh. Big Josh. What was your wrestling name? I had a few. Um, I first started, I was the Major League Baller T-Bone because my nickname in the neighborhood was T-Bone. So, like, that's what people used to call me. And then when I uh, decided to wrestle, they said, well, that's perfect. You already have a name, so we don't have to name you. Um, and I was supposed to be, like, a very kind of flamboyant uh, NFL first draft pick flashy kind of a guy but like we we wrestled in baseball pants and spandex shirts and you know back then I was 280 so I still looked like shit but I'm in just all these tight clothes and <laughs> everything's form-fitting so there was that character that didn't last very long then I moved to um are you guys familiar with Kamala yeah okay so I was a mix between Kamala and Abdullah the Butcher, a very savage, didn't speak, didn't talk, African-type character, which was really cool because I got to learn a little bit about the heritage of, you know, Africa and Swahili people and things like that. Um, and it was, it, was a, it was a vicious heel character, and I, I miss being it so much because you just get to piss so many people off and scare little children, which sounds horrible, but, the, you know. <laughs> it's all part of the show. I would I would dress up. I'd wear a daishiki, you know, the the African uh, top, but I would paint my face like with a skull, like you know, and I would shave my head bald, 
So, and I would make sure I get all lathered up and, and greasy and looking nasty and just, you know, it was, I looked like a, like a, a, a monster. So, and we were, um, very anti-American. We had a, uh, Arab manager called the Sheik who is still wrestling. Sheiky baby. I love you. Uh-huh. Yeah, There's a, a pretty famous Sheik. Yeah. And, and his, his name was, his name is Sheik Osama Hussein. <laughs> Could you get more on the fucking nose? Yeah, really, oh, really. we did some horrible things. I have stuck the American flag up my nose, inside my singlet, and uh, I think I've sat on it. So it, it is just like I've done some horrible things, but it was all in the name of entertainment. And um, but the ladies liked it, man. They were they were digging it when I put <laughs> they were they were dig- I, I got some stories of some things that happened that are. Who, uh, this this one lady I won't say her name because I don't know if she's married or not. But um, she used to always come to the match and she get all revved up after the show. So I'm talking shit to her, and one day I, I found her on Facebook. This is back when Facebook first really popped. So I found her on Facebook and started talking to her, and she's like, "Uh, you want to come over?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Well, um, we're gonna do it and everything, but uh, I need you to I need you to paint your face up." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to paint your face up and, and like like when you come to the ring and I, I need you to so being 20 years old I said well uh, do I really want to cheapen what I do and I prostituted that gimmick all the way out I, <laughs> I went there full blown didn't speak any English I'm like I hope the police don't come in here because I'm definitely going to die <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I wrestled barefoot too. That was another thing. Um, I would wrestle barefoot. I would just tape my feet up really good and uh, tape my my hands and wrist up really good. And yeah, uh, pro wrestling. Uh, it, it was so much fun. I I wish that I just didn't get so beat up when I was younger, and I would still be able to do it. It's just that you know I'm getting older now. I have a girlfriend that just wouldn't want to see me go through all that physically. And it, it takes a really big toll on your body, you know, to, to do that all the time. Right. I can imagine for a long yeah. time is, you know, obviously, you know, professional wrestling, pro wrestling, WWE, all, all that jam. I mean, it, it's scripted, right? Like some of the outcomes yeah. are well known, but it doesn't take away from the fucking athleticism that, takes place in that so much every fucking like they they do that shit what twice a week no they it's more than that yeah if you're it's like 300 days out of the year yeah if you're in wwe you have your televised show and you have three other house shows that you have to do Mm -hmm. so a house show is where there's no cameras it's just a live event i mean i'm watching you know back in the day i haven't watched it in the, the last shit probably 10 years or better like when i was when I kind of quit watching it was when like the NWO and all that kind of stuff was, 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 was really on point. Right. And I mean, mankind, right. Oh, so I, I think me and you that, are pretty much around the same timeline as far as when we quit watching. Yeah. Right. Cause like I, I quit watching, you know, right around the same time. But, um, yeah, I definitely remember going to the, going to the stage shows and the televised events. And it was, it was funny because as a kid, like, I didn't realize it at the time, but after I got a little bit older and seeing them, you know, seeing the the stage shows 
and then finding out it was a rehearsal for the pay-per-view it's like oh right. Right. I, I already seen this match but now it's it you know kind of like comedy you know where you're working on your material mm-hmm. for that special yeah, yeah you're honing it yeah. yeah and there's and there's a lot of parallels between wrestling and comedy which i i didn't think when i got into it. i'm like this is gonna be completely different i'm like no it's not um you know big josh is a character big josh is a character i mean it's me but it's me turned up all the way to a million you know i mean do i like to take dumps and drink miller light and all that stuff yeah i just don't go around talking about it all the time well i do actually i'm not gonna lie it's just that's what's beautiful about our podcast is the what you hear that comes out on every sunday it's pretty much the exact same conversations we would be having if there was no mics around like right. if you see our group message and when we're like with each other at the bar just fucking hanging out it, it, there's not a lot of difference so we don't really have to put on a character right, right? just we sit down hit record and there's a few things that we maybe wouldn't say or maybe that we would say just to you know to to pump things up but i i feel like our our podcast is is fairly authentic to what it's like to hang out with the three of us on any given fucking night. And that's, and, and no matter what form of entertainment it is, the realism, can you, you know, can you, can you sus- make me suspend my disbelief? You know, yeah. people, you know, they know that I'm not out here raw dogging every, you know, white girl that I see and, you know, eating White Castle in the shitter and drinking a Miller Lite. But because I believe it, you know, it, it makes something, wow, like this dude would really do that. And if I had the money and time to, sometimes I probably would just, yeah. you know, take a shit on the, take a shit on the commode and eat a bunch of white castles and drink a Miller light. And Dan, how broke are you? If you can't afford to do some, do that. Well, <laughs> three seventy five a fucking six pack, you Look, go get 12 sliders for two ninety nine. My, oh, my shit, girl, I wish White Castle was still that cheap. My girl ain't letting that happen. She's she's got an open door policy now. She's like, I need to be able to see what you're doing in there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't know how ratchet I really was until I started living with a woman. <laughs> how long have you guys been living together? Uh, well, we're shacking up right now. It's been almost two years, and yeah. we're just. You know, actually, she she has to take a lot of credit for my my career in comedy because she is she is down. When the t shirts came in, she organized all that stuff. She keeps my my appearances in order, so she does a lot, and I make sure that she is compensated with the finest meal that twenty dollars can get. And all this dick, I thought you were going to say that's where I thought it was going to. Hey, uh, I used to say I pay her in inches, but she feels real shorted. And <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that, <laughs> honey. Don't you say a thing. Eh? <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> roll tide. <laughs> so, but getting back to comedy, it is can you make people suspend? You know. We think that Dave Chappelle's probably at his house right now smoking a joint, but he's really probably, you know, playing with his kids or something else. Is can can you suspend that disbelief? People knew I wasn't a jungle man with no shoes and biting people and stabbing them with forks, but because I believed in it, it made them believe that holy shit, this dude might actually be nuts. You know? Yeah. Sure. sure. So that was and and it's sometimes it's just fun to go out there and just be somebody else you know what i mean that's like that's what really kind of drew me to 
wrestling is like, I can, I can be somebody else. I don't have to be Josh for a little bit. I can go kick well, some how ass. Awesome does Ray Mysterio feel? Nobody knows who the fuck that guy was for years. Yeah. For yeah. years. He could do whatever the fuck he wanted to, and he could leave that arena. It's one of the things that I loved about Slipknot and, and their mentality was is we can go to shows, we can go to you know interviews and everything else, and then we leave those and we take those masks off, and we can literally walk through a mall and have zero people fuck with us. Exactly, Man. exactly. And, and, like, I'm the complete opposite. Like, I'm a whore. When somebody recognizes me in public, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm chubby gang comedy. Like, <laughs> you want this picture with me, baby? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, my lady will tell me I got to turn it. I got to tone it down because she's like, you may be a star out there, but in this house. <laughs> right. In here. God damn it. You're just Joshua. Now go take the trash out. <laughs> <laughs> go, yeah. kill, go kill his spider, big fella. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. This has been pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh I'm in the wrong business. It's <laughs> <laughs> in the world to get in. You can spend as much or as little as you want to to get into this. You Man. can literally go to anchor.fm and sign up and do a podcast with only your phone. Yep. $0 investment. Wow. So but uh on that note, uh what kind of plugs do you want to throw out there? Well, right now, main thing is Chubby Gang Comedy. Look me up on Facebook at chubby gang comedy and if you like some of the profane things that i've said this evening uh if you want to be motherfucked real good or if you want to learn how to motherfuck somebody really good go to chubby gang comedy and i'll teach you some things i have a charity uh event coming up called saved by the comics which is there is no omission just bring some school supplies that are unused and you can come on in and enjoy the show i got a hell of a lineup i got probably the top comics in my area to come out for the show i'm very proud of and that's going to be uh in miller on 500 south lake street uh seven eight o'clock start time sam oh yeah eight o'clock start you see she's keeping it all organized for me eight o'clock start um 500 south lake street miller indiana and man just come on out it's for a great cause and uh we'll be there to take your pictures and i'll have some merchandise for sale and uh i'll motherfuck you real real good Better than anybody else. So do you have a website or social medias, all that uh, stuff? Just, just Chubby Gang Comedy on Facebook. Uh, I was going to do an Instagram, but I, everybody does Instagram. I, I, I do the opposite of what everybody else is doing. No. <laughs> so. All right, there you have it. That's uh, Big Josh, uh, Curtis, and Kelly from uh, The Bearded Idiots. Big Josh from uh, Chubby Gang Comedy. So... All right. Thanks a lot, everybody, for, for listening. And don't forget to check out that video on YouTube. Uh, check out the, the Kelly Sparks YouTube channel for Whiskey Reviews. And, Kelly um, Sparks Whiskey Reviews. Yeah, Kelly Sparks Whiskey Reviews. I just want to say one thing. Like, I've never motherfucked anybody, but I've fucked a lot of mothers. So is that something <laughs> you, mean, you mean to tell me that you've never called anybody a motherfucker? I mean, yeah. So you motherfuck somebody. That has went by in the last 25 years that I ain't motherfuck somebody. It, it's got to exactly. be more than that, though. Just calling somebody a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, th- I, I think that's motherfucking somebody. But here's the thing. If you I put a word at the end of it, it's not a cuss word. So you could say motherfuck word, and it's not a cuss word. I mean, I've called ex-girlfriends mo- motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Motherfuck people. Yeah, you yeah. motherfuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, we, a, it's a way of life. Up. Quit being a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You, you filled your quota for the day. <laughs> wow. All right. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. And uh, stay tuned for the next one. All right. All right. There you have it. So check out the Bearded Idiots podcast for your whiskey slash alcohol reviews. Check out Kelly Sparks Unlimited Whiskey Reviews on YouTube. And check out Josh Sumrall, Chubby Gang Comedy on Facebook. So check all those out. Don't forget, if you're going to try out Stogie Bird, use the code HERFCAST, and that's going to save you 5 bucks on your first order. So stogiebird.com, the code HERFCAST. I don't know when the next episode will be, who will be on it, whatever. Um, you know, it is what it is. I do this as a hobby. Don't get mad at me. Uh, I just hope that you stay subscribed. Uh, don't forget to check out the website, theherfcast.com, and support me on Patreon if you wish. Uh, just go to patreon.com, search for the Herfcast. You'll find me there. Thanks, everybody.